the dogs have feelings about Shaquille O'Neal movies, Eugene. The bird is a vampire. No, it's not. We all know that me and discussing box office is a truckload of horseshit. Ah, let's do the show when it's done. No, I'm good. Film that is full of singing, dancing semen. Decided to take a chance on Pooh. Because I know him. I know Keanu Reeves personally. Sometimes there's nothing more relieving than coming home and shooting a Nazi in the face. I had to laugh because about uh, I, had, I was taking the boys outside to kind of run some energy out of them, and they were jumping on the neighbor's trampoline about 20 minutes ago, and all I heard is... <laughs> they kabonked their heads together. <laughs> As predicted. Yep. Bonking of the heads. That's how you know you had a good time when someone gets yeah. hurt. And we just, our our kids were down at Grandma and Grandpa's for the night. Oh, Joni's parents for the night. And uh, so we actually just came, I mean, literally minutes ago just came back from picking them up in Maslin. And we scarfed down some food at Wendy's. And, uh, of course, the as usual, the fight of the the, the frosty fight begins. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. So it's you know if we get a size that will all of us can have some, and it's just okay. Now he's had five bites. Now it's you know my turn. Like it, you know, and then I, then I and then I say it's like you know, or I could get nothing at all. I, we don't have to get a frosty. And then yeah. tears and and then <laughs> then scarfing as fast as you can so that. You get a headache. You know, yeah. the, the frosty, the frosty headache. It is a thing. There, it is oh, a yeah, thing. Of course it is. Um, but anyway. So yeah, my, my stomach is, oh, it's great. Just greasy French fries and a frosty and stress. That's. Yeah. And the banging that you're probably hearing is, uh, dog numero trace in the house now. Wow. Uh, we're, we're uh, babysitting the neighbor's dog. Oh. And she's, awesome, but that tail don't stop. And she's in the kitchen right now, just <laughs> cleaning up against the office wall, so that's what the, all the banging is. What kind of dog is it? Please say, please say Great Dane. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's kind of a mutt, I think. It's it's a cross. There's a little bit of pit bull in her, I think, but you would never know to... I don't know. She's just always looks like she's smiling at you, which is hilarious. She's great with kids, and, you know, yeah. uh, she's an awesome dog. Never, almost never barks. She has lightning blue eyes she looks possessed by the devil Ooh, but huh. but she's super friendly she's awesome uh, uh meanwhile my little tiny shih tzu is like oh, like i'm gonna do something to you like this dog will snap yeah. your neck you know in two seconds honey can you get leia or can you get her off the wall is that literally that's the dog smacking its tail that's the dog's tail oh, she's wow. just laying right there by my wife <laughs> bat 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 <laughs> so yes we might have extra dogs in the show tonight, but she's not very barky, which is great. I don't even know if I really, the only time I, I hear her kind of go, rrr, 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 like when you're not paying her dog, dog talking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, so everybody else doing good after the, the, the crazy, super fun time roulette last, uh, yesterday. Oh, uh, oh, fantasy movie league. <laughs> what draft, did I say? Roulette. <laughs> uh, see, that's my day. That's my day oh, yeah. right there. Just, just... <laughs> I figured that's what you meant, but I just, uh, oh. there you go. Jeez. Mm. Oh yeah, it was, that was fun. It went, seemed to go well. Yeah. Uh, that one goes so much faster than our other league. Although, I mean, with the other one, you know, we all got to Brad's house, you know, Eat wings and we sit down and draft. So it's just kind of a we make a whole evening of it out there. But yeah, 
That is fun, by the way. That was like my first draft was actually Eric at your mom and dad's house. And that was a good time. Yeah, it was. I wish we could still do that the way we used to. And we used to always get together for, uh, well, Steven, you're in my fantasy football football league yeah. now. And we used to always get together and do the draft together like that, too. And I had we'd have steaks and wing. Everybody would bring something. That's Everybody awesome. fancies themselves a, a chef of sorts. And so yeah. it's all, it was always like, I don't know what you're going to bring. I don't care. Just bring your best thing. And it would be a surprise of just a smorgasbord of food, but with kids and stuff, it's it's a little it's a little tougher to orchestrate such things. Yeah. Anymore, which is a bummer. Those were always fun, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, and now some of our some of our league is they live in other states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, in case you don't know, Stephen, that draft yesterday went from. Right near Bangor, Maine, all the way down to Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Well, I knew TJ was from Maine. I wasn't sure where Kevin was from. Yeah. Yeah. He lives in Nashville. Cool. And he, we'll give him a plug. He writes for... Oh, great. Say you're going to give him a plug and you can't remember the <laughs> website that he writes for. Yeah, he does movie reviews and stuff. I think I want to say 965 Film. But he also, like, is a producer and director. And he's oh, really... Wow. He's pretty tied in with the indie scene, too. Yeah, I'll look it up here and we'll give him a plug later. Because he writes pretty good reviews. I I dig them. I do read them. Yeah. And I think he listens to the show, or he, at least he used to. But who could blame him if he checks out? Okay, you guys ready to get on with the show? Yipper. Alrighty. Then we will dive into the ocean of cinema on the movie Roulette and try and find those gems in the rough. And last week it was The Outsider up against Nails, up against whatever Steven is bringing, and he gets to go first, since he is our special guest. Alrighty. Well... <laughs> I was trying to decide, do I take Battle Drone or do I take Inconceivable with uh, Nicolas Cage? So I went to IMDb. I had to do a little comparison shopping. Battle Drone was at a 4.6 with a runtime of an hour and 33 minutes. But Inconceivable had a 5.3 rating, but was an hour and 45 minutes. So, uh. (laughs) (laughs) So I I ended up going with... um, with um, Battle Drone instead. Um, nice. The movie, actually, do you guys remember Spectral, that movie, the Netflix original? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of sort of reminded me of Spectral a little bit, if nothing else, just because most of the movie takes place in kind of like an abandoned building type thing, and Spectral had a similar type of thing where it's kind of all took place in something like a uh, place like that. But anyways, this movie started out with this team of, like, the A-team, whatever they called themselves in the... You read it last time, Eugene. Like, this group of soldiers. They went to <laughs> Moscow to... to expendables to, meets some, something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they went to Moscow to kidnap uh, this Russian guy. I have no idea why or what for. I never saw the guy again. Um, and then they come back, and then this group of soldiers teams up with this other group of soldiers to i forget <laughs> but <laughs> i i will admit i was watching the ncaa tournament while i was watching this cool. but it it got enough attention i think but so anyways you got these two group of soldiers who go into this abandoned building lot area somewhere i forget where and basically the whole idea of the movie is there's these government officials who develop these battle drones that are operated by you know, people, you know, um, they operate them just like drones, but they're like uh, robot soldier drones that shoot and everything. So basically they're getting these soldiers 
to go unknowingly fight these battle drones, and that's that's basically the movie. Um, that actually sounds more like another roulette that I had. Um, ugh, can't remember what it was called. I actually kind of dug it, but they went to this island to fight AI robots. Yeah. The 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 CGI, like the the battle drone CGI itself, it it was okay, but you could tell it wasn't part of that world. You know, it looked it's. You could just tell, like, okay, there's a CGI drone. So it was it was not very good. It was good, but not good, if that makes sense. And most of the action, except for, like, some, you know, machine guns and fighting and stuff like that, anytime there was hand-to-hand combat stuff, it was, like, slow motion. So it was like a Guy Ritchie combined with, like, 300, where they do that slow motion, you know. The whole movie was filled with that. And then it had some splatters of... CGI blood here and there. So that was, it's kind of cool for a little bit, but then it gets annoying because it's throughout the entire movie. Um, and on top of that, uh, you know, bad acting, bad dialogue. <laughs> but so, um, they do find a little time for romance. There's these two, uh, characters who happen, they get trapped in this room somewhere and it's a big room and they're in there for like, it couldn't be more than 30 seconds and they're already talking about, okay, we're going to run out of oxygen and we're dying. And then it, during that time, they also happen to like quickly fall in love. So you have a little bit of that in there as well. So, um, is it a good movie? No, it's, it's not a very good movie. Is it the worst movie I've ever seen? No. Would I recommend it to you guys? No. Would I recommend it to Ty? Sure. Um, so, so there you go. That that is battleground. Message received. Yeah. Uh, I still might actually give that one a spin yeah. at some point. And Eugene deletes off of his cue. <laughs> Very little of that sounded like anything that I want to see. Yeah. It sounded like Eugene describing a horror movie roulette slasher where I'm like, nah. Yep. He's like, yeah, but maybe. <laughs> Okay, I'll go next. Uh, By the way, the website that he writes for is 615film.com. Movie reviews, discussions, and interviews all from Nashville. So go to their website, 615film.com. You can go check out their website. They're on Facebook. Good stuff. Okay, my turn. The Outsider. An American soldier imprisoned in post-war Japan enters the dark world of the Yakuza, adopting their way of life in repayment for his freedom. 120 Minutes, starring Jared Leto. And I liked this movie. There were a lot of things, or there were things along the way where I was like, hmm, I don't know, I don't know. But by the time all was said and done, I quite I quite enjoyed it. Even for 120 minutes, I was never bored. I was very curious where the story was going to go and how it was going to end up. I really like the way they started the movie. The way it kicks off is... Uh, Eugene, we've talked about it before on the show, but uh, refresher. One of the things I, I talk about with writing is start your story off with a blender moment, and that is if a man, if you the scene opens, uh, and there's a man and he has a blender and he shoves his hand into it, you're into the movie. Like you're like, what? I need to know what's going to happen next. And this movie, in a way, kind of does that. Jared Leto is in a Japanese prison, and it's like in the 50s or something. So it's not recent or modern. And he's just scrubbing the floor. Some guards elbow him, and he's like, I don't speak much Japanese. You know, he can barely speak any. 
a bunch of Yakuza come out of the steam bathhouse, and they're all looking at him weird, so he's like, what the heck? So he goes over and opens the doors, and there's a guy hanging himself. And so he goes over and saves him. That's the beginning of the movie. I mean, you don't know anything about him, about Jared Leto's character. You you learn very little throughout the course of the movie. I, I was kind of waiting for some big twist at the end of, oh, he's actually with the other uh, Japanese gang, and because they're kind of a, there's kind of a Japanese gang war going on. Maybe he's infiltrated from them, or maybe he's uh, with the cops or something, or he's a super spy, or you know, all these things are going through my head. I'm not gonna say they do say what he is or who he is, but I'm not gonna spoil it. And it wasn't like a big, huge twist reveal thing. It was just okay. That's who he is, and this is what he is now. And it's like, wow, this is really weird and interesting because. They don't give you all the information up front. I, it's so annoying when it's like, here's a guy from birth, and here's how he feels about everything, and here's, you know, growing up, this is what he feels about. Just, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's yeah. like, you, you know what to expect from every decision he's going to make. Jared Leto in this movie is just a blank slate. You have no idea what to expect from this guy. And at times, he just wiles out with some violence where you're like, anything can happen with this guy. Anything at all. But he does seem to live by a code. It was very... Interesting story to watch. Do I think... Would I recommend it to you guys? I would recommend it to Steven. And I would... Uh, 50-50 on Eugene. You could go either way on it. I don't think you'd love it. It does have a couple of moments of really gross gore. Um, but it's not a gory movie. It's mostly just kind of a... Japanese gangs fighting. And I, it was very interesting. It did not go the way I thought it would go. And at one point I was like... Wait a minute, how much time is left? Because they're, they were heading towards a... I'm choosing my words carefully. They were heading towards a monumental event, and I was like, there's only 15 minutes left. I don't like that at all. Because I don't think they can accomplish what I want them to accomplish in 15 minutes. And the end was very atypical of these kinds of stories. And you just have to kind of deal with it. And I was like, alright, well, I haven't seen anything quite like that before. And I guess I at this point, I should address... Uh, I mean, could his role have been filled by a Japanese person? I mean, it could have, yes, but then it would have just been a Japanese story. Like it would, it's made it more interesting actually that it, because he is such an outsider in every way, you know. Whereas they might have been more apt to trust somebody quicker that was Japanese. Whereas he's such an outsider in that weird way that the Last Samurai kind of works. Except it's not so overtly weird as The Last Samurai. Uh, anyway. I'd, I will defer again to uh, Japanese people. If, if, they're, if this is a whitewashing event, then, you know, they'll be the ones to tell me and I will back up whatever they say. <laughs> but as it is, I, I, they are, he is very much an outsider throughout the entirety of this movie. It, it is, it, I liked it. I enjoyed the film. I give it a thumbs up. Okay, uh, I, I had that one on my queue, and I'll definitely keep it there. Yeah. Did it feel like at a two-hour runtime? Did it was it too short, too long? Was it just like the, did that runtime fit the movie itself pretty good? I didn't feel like it. I could have gone longer, to be honest. Now I did not watch this all in one sitting because I was busy running around doing stuff with the kids. So I watched it like in about three sittings. But every time that I had to go run deal with them. I was like, I want to hurry up and get back to this movie because I'm interested in it, and I, I want to see what's going to happen next. Gotcha. Okay. Eugene. Okay. 
And for me, I had the 2017 movie Nails from Ireland. Uh, about a lady that, uh, that, oh, this is kind of your blunder deal, Eric, is, uh, a lady gets up in the morning and she does her healthy routine at home and then goes out for a jog and then is immediately, uh, hit by a car, uh, in a, I mean, this is all within the first few minutes, uh, which leads her to be paralyzed more or less and, uh, unable to speak and, now bedridden in a hospital with her husband and daughter visiting. Uh, this is a horror movie, so of course there is a malevolent ghost in the hospital, and we get to find out what the ghost is and what it's all about, kind of, sort of, as it goes on for 85 minutes. Um, there's a... G- How do I say this? The first, I would say, f- uh, 50 minutes of this movie... I was actually quite on board. Pretty good production values, pretty good acting. A couple of genuinely uh, creepy moments. In fact, the ghosty, demony type thing was really effective, even though they did rely a lot on the startling loud effects. You're scared, right? It 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 actually worked pretty good in this movie's favor. And then there was this moment where, and I'm like, you know, the actors, like, they're actually doing, they're acting like I would expect someone in real life, how, how they would deal with this. Not, not just the woman that's, you know, stuck to the, uh, hospital bed, which actually she was, uh, uh, she was played by, she was played by Shauna McDonald and she was actually the, uh, the, well, depending on which version you watch, she was a survivor of the uh, original Descent. Oh, and by Survivor, well, if you've yeah. seen the American version, yeah. So she she was the main star of that movie, and so it's a competent actress, uh, very very good. I will say that her. Well, okay, so the fifty minute mark, and then there is a a bit of dialogue that happens between her, who's bedridden, and her husband and daughter, and the I guess quote unquote nanny type lady that's taking care of her teenage daughter, or whatever. And it's like, whoa, 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 all of a sudden you're saying, what? People don't talk, like, your character does not, you have not led me to believe that your character talks like this. And now everybody's pissed at each other, and you're saying just really cheesy horror movie lines at each other that, fuck you, you fuck you, team, nah, nah, nah. It's like, no, you didn't set yourselves up like that for the first 50 minutes. And then from that point on, it just derails. It just... Then it turns into just very generic, how do we escape this hotel? Hotel, crying out loud. How do we escape this, I guess maybe, uh, interchangeable, this hospital, how do we escape this room? And it turns into kind of sort of a slasher movie, ghost pipe thing. Uh, It's still relatively enjoyable, but if the movie would have kept on with the first 50 minutes, that would have been a, a minor, minor gem. But as it is, is at that turning point, I kind of lost interest and then it just turned into very much a generic thing where you know how it's going to play out. And it's like, ah, uh, boy, that's swing and a miss. It, I'm going to still give it a very, very mild thumbs up because it was competently shot and it had some effective scares, some good acting until that that part. Uh, it's just like, guys, come on. Like, Watch your movie before you release it and realize that doesn't quite work. What are you doing? 
Uh, so anyway, at one point, I, I'm just a little spoiler here, but it gets completely asinine towards the end. Uh, daughter and, and mom are trying to escape hospital and <laughs> trying to get down the steps and like, we, we can't get down the steps because I'm in a wheelchair. So just shove me at, just <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> down the stairs. I'm like, well, that's one way of doing things, I guess. <laughs> that works, kind of. Well, I, no, it didn't really work for her, but... Um. <laughs> it's o- OJ and the Naked Gun. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the, the movie would have been brilliant if, if like, she would have been pushed down the stairs, and it would have been, like, the longest stairs in the history of everything. And, like, for five minutes, she's falling downstairs. <laughs> uh, all the while, there's the uh, <clears throat> Italian um, credits are rolling over it yes. over and over and over again. Oh, four stars. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Eric, no. Steve, no. But but for me, worth once. No, I, I get why you give it sort of passing, because our bar is incredibly low. It is. And for uh, seriously, for a roulette, this is I probably middle of the pack. It, yeah. I've seen so much worse. Uh, it's just, it, it, it pisses me off when, when, and so, Eric, we see so many of these movies on the roulette that they might have a really good first half or the, like, even three quarters of the movie, and then they just screw the pooch in the end. Like, come yeah. on. So, yep. Anyway, there you go. Nails, you gotta, one and done. You gotta stick the landing. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let's go on to the next round. I guess I go first. Uh, for you, Assault on Arkham, as promised, now that you can watch my uh, voodoo movies, I'm going to start throwing some of these at you because they are, like this one, 76 minutes, and I can maybe get away with one, You getting you, forcing you to watch these after... A bad horror movie round. Um, we've talked about this one many times. This is the good Suicide Squad movie. Batman works desperately to find a bomb planted by the Joker while Amanda Waller hires her newly formed Suicide Squad to break into Arkham Asylum to recover vital information stolen by the Riddler. And this one is in a very anime style, and it is not for the kids, just FYI. Uh, next up, A Perfect Day, we've had on before... Uh, Yugoslav Wars, Helpless Aid Workers, Benicio Del Toro, Tim Robbins, Olga Kurlinko, and lastly, Annihilators Action Force. For them, the Vietnam War wasn't hell, it was practice on YouTube. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Uh, and hey, by the way, the uh, Arkham movie, so I hopped onto the, the voodoo. That is Batman. Like, the title is Batman... Escape from... Okay, I just want... I, I, I saw that you had started it. I started I, it, yes, and I'm like... That, that is the one. Okay, because I started it, and I'm like, is this the one? I think this is the one, but I... And then I stopped, and I'm like, I don't want to clarify, so... That is the one. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I hopped on there today to make sure that it was on there, because not all the Voodoo movies transfer over to that other app. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure it was on there before I put it on the roulette, and I was like, oh! Oh, you've watched some of it already. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just detested it, because... Well, and you, you threw me for... Because I'm not, I'm not down on these movies like you are, so I'm like... Well, I'm assuming that's it, but the title is actually Batman, so I'm like, well, I'm going to watch a little bit of it. I'm like, you know, this feels a little bit Suicide Squad-ish, so I'm like, okay, stop. I'm guessing that's the one. So, Okay, so one. on your roulette, uh, the new Netflix movie, Game Over Man. It's a comedy, probably raunchy comedy, about three friends on the verge of getting their video game financed when their benefactor is taken hostage by terrorists. And uh, it stars... People that I recognize from other movies, uh, Adam Devine and, um, Anders Holm. I, some of, I just, I, I, I recognize their faces. So there's that. And I looked up the director, Kyle, uh, Nuacek, and he was one of the writers. And there, here's the reason I'm bringing this director up is he was one of the writers on, uh, Workaholics. Eric, was that a show that you, 
I don't know why I was thinking that you watched that show, but maybe not. It doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Well, anyway, I, I've heard of that show already, and I heard that it's really good. So, uh, anyway, there's that. Um, Wind River, which Steve can vouch for. That's making another appearance on the roulette. Jeremy Renner. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Renner. There you go. And last but not least is another gamble, but the runtime is good on this. Oh, it's a Akbar, your Akbar pick for the week. It is the Akbar pick. Night Fair. Uh, it's a French movie, hour and 20 minutes. A night of reunion in Paris goes horribly wrong for two friends when they recklessly decide to mess with the wrong taxi driver, finding themselves on the wrong side of a punishing manhunt. Um, there you go. It's a trap. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Uh, I hate to play it safe two weeks in a row, but I'm, I, I think I gave you enough safe picks. I'm going to go with Game Over, man. Okay. I watched the trailer, by the way, and I thought it, I, I'm, I'm more forgiving of comedy, I think, and I thought it looked pretty funny. I did too. So. We'll see. Um, okay, and you know what? I will admit, that first ten minutes or so of the Batman anime thing I was kind of into, so let's just finish that bad boy up. <laughs> Whopping 76 minutes. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I need to watch some of that Batman animated stuff. I've never really got into it, but it looks really good. It's pretty awesome, and that one gets pretty R-rated. Um, and it, again, in selling it to you, uh, it it makes the live-action Suicide Squad movie that much more frustrating, because it's like, you had the blueprint right there, just, and this one's 76 minutes if you wanted to, if you felt like you needed to uh, lengthen it for a live-action version, you could have gone to two and a half hours, and just, I mean, you could have added an hour to it. Yeah. Crying out loud. Whatever. Anyway, I've watched that thing a couple, three or three times or so, and every time I watch it, I'm just, just do that! Dumbasses. Well, and okay. what's weird is, again, I've only watched 10 minutes of it, but that sets up things really quickly and very well for what took a long time in the Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, but we'll, we'll reconvene next week. <laughs> I'd be pretty shocked if you don't like it. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, next week it will be Assault on Ar- uh, Game Over Man up against Assault on Arkham. Okay. And next, for second segment, we're just going to kind of rabbit trail and bullshit, I think. And I thought we'd start off with our, yeah, we had our Fantasy Movie League draft last night. What do you guys think of your uh, your lineup? How'd it go? Steve, go for it. Okay. Um, I'm pretty happy with my first four or five picks, and then after that... It kind of becomes a toss-up. I mean, I had Jurassic World, Mission Impossible. I mean, those two, I'm sure they're going to be fine. Uh, Skyscraper. Um, the Rock has three movies coming out this in the next six months. So one of these movies surely is not going to do well. Who, who knows when the Rock fatigue is going to set in? I don't know. Um, a Quiet Place, uh, which I'm actually really excited about. It looks really good. It's getting good reviews. Uh, then after that, Smallfoot should be okay. And then after that, it's all just, who knows? I got Tully, Simple Favor, Fighting with the Family, two rock movies. So I'm doubling down on the rock. So hopefully it's <laughs> not one of those two. Um, and then Action Point, Johnny Knoxville, shenanigans. So there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the release date on that one, though. Wasn't that one... Uh... Action Point? Yeah, it's late September, I think. So. Oh, that's not too bad. 
But it's a ninth well, round pick, so who knows? You know. Six one. Yeah. Okay, so it's not that bad. I, I've got a question. See if uh, see if you guys can chime in here. When does the Rock? When does Dwayne Johnson? When is he able to work out like the fiend that he is to look like that and still make all of these movies? It's like, well, he, if you follow him on Instagram like I do, he gets up at five a.m. Sometimes four. Works out for a couple hours, goes and does all his stuff, and tum- he sleeps like four hours a day, I think. Wow. And he's just a maniac. It's like, he's bigger than he ever was back when he was in professional wrestling. And like, and now you're a big actor, and how do you have time to do all of this stuff and just be this god amongst men? His career tra- traje- oh god, <laughs> trajectory is actually really hilarious. Do you remember... His first role, what was it, Mummy 2, where he was the Scorpion yeah, King? Yeah, Scorpion King, yeah. And we were just like, my God, even the CGI Dwayne Johnson can't <laughs> act. Like, that was so bad. But, I mean, he really built himself up because his first few roles after that, I think, was it the Scorpion King spinoff right after that? Yeah. And he was not very good in that. No. And, and then it was some kids' movies and... Well, the rundown, I think, is where he really got legitimate. Well, yeah. he was supposed to become our legitimate new Arnold. When he got handed off in the beginning of that movie where Arnie hands it off to him and says, good luck. And then right after that, he was like making kids movies. It's like, come on, dude. But he has pretty much taken over that mantle. I mean, he is the big star. I mean, and the thing is, he's legitimately a good actor and a good singer. Like, he was great in Moana. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I was waiting for what movie you were going to. I didn't realize it would be doubling down on Moana. I never thought that my whole family would be singing You're Welcome from The Rock here in our house. And we do. Like, (laughs) we we incorporate that song into our thank you and you're welcome. This is the second week in a row that I've been singing a Moana song. Yeah, that's great. That's... That's what Eugene's house is. It's just an episode of a Disney movie. It's, yes. Everybody just Seven sings to each other. Yes. It's lots happy. Of tears, and they bonk heads. Lots of tears. <laughs> fighting World over credits Frosties. Immediately after, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's something. thing about it. He's in Suicide Squad 2. Well, he's rumored to be in Suicide Squad 2. So that's some. Interesting. Black Adam. Like, you know who that is? Yes. Okay. That is the villain for Shazam. So, it says rumored, so who knows, but... Oh, he is going to be Black Adam. Okay. Yeah, that's been confirmed. Man. I was going to say something else. What else? What the... After Jumanji, that guy is... I mean, he's... And the and the Fast and Furious movies. He's uh, he's kind of on that wave right now. Yeah. I mean, he is the comedy action guy, though. Yeah. More so yeah. than Arnold was. Like, he needs a Conan-type role where he's just really R-rated and killing the crap out of people. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Where he really shows his best acting chops, in my opinion, is in a not-so-great movie, which is the... Oh, crap. The guy that made The Box. The movie he made before The Box. Oh, oh, that was a weird one. Uh, I don't even know what... That was Richard Kelly, or was that... Was that who yes. That? Okay. Yes. Oh, what was that movie called? I have it. I can't remember what it's called. Wasn't he a, a I, LAPD? Or he was like a cop or a... Or, a cop with PTSD or something. At any rate, it was a great performance for, from him. Very understated and, and like doesn't make him seem like big, burly, tough guy. It's like, no, he's kind of damaged, and he did a great job at that role, and it was great in the movie. The movie itself, though, is, as described by Richard Kelly, it's the second act of the story. Well, 
great. So everybody starts the movie confused, doesn't know what's going on, and then there's no ending. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, way to have a movie. I've watched it a few times, and I'm, I'm like, ah, yeah. Every oh, time South I'm like, oh. Tales. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Weird-ass movie, but, yeah, whatever. Uh, Eugene, what about your uh, draft? How did that go? Uh, or, well, before we get on to you, let's wrap yeah. up with Steven. Uh, how did this draft compare to your first one? Um, well, the other league, we had six people in there. So this year is already slim pickings, as we had discussed before. So it was nice in this league to have a few more like legitimate options to kind of guess at <laughs> in the last few rounds. So um, I did double down on a couple movies, though. I Let me see. I, I got my old big board here. I'm going to look at it. I doubled down on a movie called... Uh, da, 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 da. Well, Action Point, the Johnny Knoxville. I took that one twice. And I took A Simple Favor, which is some Paul Feig movie. So I took that. Mm. And um, those are the only two that I doubled down on. So, but I mean, some of those movies you picked look good, but I don't know if they're going to bank. That Johnny Knoxville thing has 30 million written all over it, in my opinion. And, hey, I'll take 30 million for a ninth-round pick. Even that, oh, I am actually surprised. Oh, you're fine then. I, I'm surprised, like with Johnny Knoxville, that when when I saw him in the uh, whatever roulette it was with uh, Jackie Jackie Chan. Chan, that was just awful. I'm like, okay, well that's it. You're now direct to video, like that seals your fate. But obviously, I was wrong. He's still doing movies for the theater. And one reason why I picked that one is because if you look at like uh, the Jackass movies. Um, Jackass 3D, which came out in 2010, um, this is the lifetime gross, was $117 million. The previous Jackass movie was 72. So I'm hoping that... Eh, yeah, but yeah, but you need maybe. to compare this to, like, Bad Grandpa and stuff. Yeah. Well, let's see. And okay. and the Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> Bad... This isn't Jackass. This is him by himself. Lifetime gross for Bad Grandpa. Take a guess. Uh, 50. Eugene? Um... Oh, I think that one did okay. Maybe 40? 102 million. We are never playing box office battle ever again on this show. Just never, ever again. Because clearly I blow at it. <laughs> wow. Now, was that worldwide or was that... Uh, it says lifetime gross. Let me click on it here. Um, no, worldwide was 151 million. So apparently there's still that... Johnny Knoxville fans, so... Wow, I liked the Jackass movies, but even, like, Bad Grandpa, ugh. See, was... I haven't even seen that one yet, but... And I'm not knocking the movie. Action Point, it, it looks like I would really enjoy it, like, on Netflix or something, but the time that it comes out, I just think it's going to get crushed by everything it's around. What is it, uh... What is it, May? June 1st? Yeah, you just hope it, you know, it's kind of like when a horror movie gets released next to Avengers or something. You yeah. hope there's just that niche crowd that will still go watch it, but... Yeah. Enough the best counter program. Yeah, I, I would say like those are good if like opening weekend twenty, next weekend ten, then five, you know, so you're hoping for maybe a forty million dollar gross. Yeah, again, honestly, if been... you got it, if you got it for ninth round though, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. anything goes seven through nine, anything goes. Give me thirty, fifty million for a ninth round pick. I'll take that all day long. Yep. Who yeah, was I it that, that picked uh, straight out of Compton as like the ninth round pick, and then it, it just banged. I know for our... Uh, I mean, that that would be you, humble brag. Me? That was not I'm me. I'm pretty sure that was you no. that won you the... No, no, I thought you had it for your league, Eric, for when you guys... I know for our league, it was Clint. He picked it ninth round. I think I had it for one of mine, but it was not the... It was not for the one that we do. That was just a, a very... 
I'm pretty sure you did, Eugene. <laughs> I could be totally wrong. I thought you, I thought you had that one. That I thought you, like, I was appraising you because I thought you put it, picked it like seventh or eighth, and it went like gangbusters. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I yeah. Okay. Yay for me well, if I did. I, <laughs> we all know that me and discussing box offices are a truckload of horse shit. So, um, <laughs> uh, Eugene, how do you feel about your draft? Um, I I'm pretty good. I mean, it's always good when you're you're the first pick. So obviously, I took Avengers two because there's my two hundred million right off the bat. Well, uh, that would be impossible because that came out a few years ago. Avengers two. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, Avengers. Oh, yeah. Whatever. It, the newest Marvel movie, whatever. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's that. Um, and literally, I have my list up here and I have it down. Avengers 2, Eugene. So, uh, can, can we put that back into the spreadsheet so that Eugene gets Avengers 2? Zero. <laughs> you know, just looking at my... It's not open during the release period of this game. Yeah. I'm completely disqualified and I, I owe everybody like 50 bucks each. Yeah. Just for my, just for your troubles. Um, Rampage was my second pick, which there's the rock. Uh, that should do okay, but it's based off a video game, so um, I, whenever that uh, Smashing Pumpkin song comes on during that trailer, I just, I just grind my teeth and <laughs> kick, bang pop- your head <laughs> and start flipping tails. You're like, metal. Woo! Yeah, the world is a vampire. No, it's not. Oh, I hate okay. that. Even when that song was popular, I hated it. Oh, it's just, oh, it's teeth on the curb grinding. I no, <laughs> sorry, Billy Corgan, pass. Uh, what else? Um, and then just a bunch. Um, seriously, after pick one, it was already just kind of a crapshoot. Like, well, you got Hotel might... Transylvania. That's that's gonna do fine. That should I, do okay. Equalizer yeah. two, I think, is flop proof. Um, the one that I think is interesting is Tag, because there's always one, it's seemingly always one, like, R-rated comedy that just goes crazy. For, yep. for a comedy, anyways. And that we, might be We it. say it every year. Every year there's a comedy, and every year there is a horror. Yeah. And Eugene frickin' snaked me on Hotel Transylvania 3 and Tag. I was like, I'm taking those next. And Eugene's like, Tag. And I'm like, prick! <laughs> but, you know what? I was able to... Uh, get it in my other league where there's six people at a at the next round. I think it was uh, well round four in with six people makes it even more valuable. Yeah. But I was able to get it there, so I, I felt much better about it. Anyway, yeah, sorry. But and you just you never know what might really hit. Like even that Hereditary, it that could become a. It looks the trailer looks so good for that. That might become kind of a sleeper hit. But even then, it's like it's a horror movie, so. I can't imagine. I mean, they might be going for the Conjuring type crowd, but I cannot imagine that that's going to like opening weekend sixty million dollars. See, yeah. I think the, problem, the trailer for that looked. Go ahead, Stephen. I think the problem with that Hereditary movie is it's going to be too good of a horror movie that it's going to skip the chase general, away the, the yeah yeah. It's going to be like the Witch crowd where it makes maybe thirty million. So. Mm-hmm. It looks fantastic. It I does. just whenever I see a twenty four, I'm like, uh, yeah. it's going to make. Not much. Yeah. Or are there even there movies that do really well and make a lot of money? They make a lot of money after three months. You know, Labor and yeah. Moonlight. It's like they yeah. they keep chugging along, and that's not the name of this game here. And you, sir, Eric? Uh, oh, oh, I want to point out that in round six, you snaked me on mile 22, by the way. And I 
managed to pick it up in the other league. Yay, around later, but that was the next one I was going to get. And Eugene's like, mile 22. Any any thoughts on the Keanu Reeves movie? Because I picked that one, and I'm just going by the thought of that he's kind of back to being somewhat relevant in these bigger movies, John Wick. So... I'll tell you the same thing I said during the draft. Did you see the trailer on the Facebook page? Nope. And there's a reason for that, sir. Uh, You know, I looked at that. John Wick did well, but apart from the John Wick movies, his last few movies were not very box office friendly. Like The Bad Batch, I don't even think it got a theatrical release. It made like $180,000. The Neon Demon, $1.3 million. Uh, knock knock thirty six thousand, uh, and the, before that forty seven Ronin thirty eight million, and everything else was John Wick stuff. So apart from John Wick, Keanu Reeves is a little bit iffy at the box office. Yeah, but well, even if he is getting a bit Nick Cagey, all of the roles that he's playing because I've watched most of those movies, he's still good in them. He is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can watch him and it's fine, but it's not a blockbuster. Yeah. I've always um, liked that guy, like like in real life, like he because I know him. I know Keanu Reeves oh, personally. Yeah, I know. I, let me call him right now and tell him that Eugene says hi. Oh, let me hop on the movie freaks. And, yeah. uh, talk about how I killed a whole bunch of bad guys because they killed my dog. Uh, but anyway, yeah. you know, I I really dig Keanu Reeves as well, and I don't begrudge him any role that he's getting because he, Stephen, I would love to hear your review of the Bad Batch. I really would. Actually, we can talk about that later because I did watch that actually. That is the first thing you're going to review tonight because I want to hear what you have to say about that. I thought he was great in it, he but was. we'll get to that later. Uh, anything else, Eugene? Nope. Oh, okay. I guess moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, for you? I mean, no. I'm, no, I mean my... I mean, my you were uh, so quick. You're like, I'm done with this conversation. Oh, my, my dud pick is that Uncle Drew movie which... I, I can't think of a movie that I've seen a trailer for that I've hated more recently. Like, I loathed that trailer, so therefore it's on my... I honestly thought about picking it ninth round. I did, too. It will make some money. Even if it's... It's not about whether or not it's a good movie, Eugene. It's about, is this going to make some money? Yeah. And there are, if I'm not mistaken, two Shaquille O'Neal movies coming out this year. <laughs> So, I took it on off of I just took that on on principle just for the fact that I hated trailer so much. I'm like, you know what? You are my official dud pick. Oh, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a totally valid dud pick. The dogs. Yes, the dogs have feelings about Shaquille O'Neal movies. Eugene, we all do. Don't be don't be <laughs> giving them dogging them. I would like to see that movie fail though, just because it's Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving plays Uncle Drew. For anyone who doesn't know, but. And, you know, he did the Pepsi commercials, and then they turned into a movie. I thought so. it was Shaq. I don't know. No, Uncle Drew is... That's Kyrie. Oh. Wow. Well, I really hope it fails, too. I don't know. I saw the, uh, the... Like, I saw the trailer there on YouTube, and they have that picture that they put up for, yeah. and it was a guy going with a basketball, and it said Uncle Drew, and I was like, I, there's zero reason for me to click this. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> Shaq's in the movie, but yeah, the old grandpa-looking guy, that's... That's Kyrie Irving, just in makeup. So, yeah. Is that someone I should? Who is that? Uh, he he left. Yeah, he was part of the team that won Cleveland their cha- first championship in fifty two years. I think so. Oh. And uh, fifty one, fifty two, and he wanted out of Cleveland because he's. Um, everybody just thinks of him as LeBron's sidekick, and he's his own man. So. Yeah. 
he ran away to a team that we hate. Boston. Uh, anywhere but... Uh, Eugene, yeah. wake up! Eugene! Oh, Eugene! I, I'm like, oh, we're talking about an awful-looking movie and now sports. I'm like, oh, my God. You could just see his <laughs> eyes just fade away. You asked questions. You asked questions. <laughs> oh, just baby food pouring out my nose and mouth and ears and just... Smoke and feces Klaatu and ugh, on. <laughs> Not sure why I said baby food. I'm just thinking of the grossest thing possible oozing out of every orifice of my body. <laughs> this is what happens when Eugene gets into a conversation that he doesn't like. Yeah, think of horror things, Eugene. Think of horror <laughs> things, Eugene. Very gross uh, 70s things, please. <laughs> Pentagrams. Okay, Eric, you. Uh, uh, okay, for me... Look, this this uh, the other draft that I do with um, my other friends in the other place, in the Upside Down, if you want to <laughs> name it something, um, that one's all online, and that has people in it that are living in New Zealand. So, we've been into this... What is that noise? I think a dog is pawing at my door. Just give me one sec. So, Eugene, yeah, Kyrie Irving, he played with the... <laughs> he played with the Cavs. He helped us win a championship. He was a really good point guard. But then he got jealous and he demanded... A... Eric, I'm talking about Kyrie with uh, Eugene. Eugene, wake up. Wake uh, up, Eugene. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is... I've never heard that name in my life. I... Uh, he's a prick and an enemy of Cleveland. That's all there you need you to know. Okay. If you're a Cleveland fan, then you don't like him. He can okay. suck. I am a Cleveland okay. fan, so there is that. Yeah, um, yeah. Screw him. That's what. That's where. Okay. That's where you need to be. Then I'm. All, we're all on the same team here. Then here. Yeah. Here's how I can make you hate Kyrie Irving. He is a flat earther. Are you serious? Yes. See, even your dogs are pissed off about that right <laughs> now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, okay. As I was saying, the uh, league in the Upside Down it has people from all, literally all around the world, and we're just doing it like on a message board. So when I say we've been doing it for. <laughs> We've been doing it since the 18th, so we've been doing it a little over a week, and we are now on round five. Oh, wow. Um, so it takes some time, because people have jobs, and people gotta sleep, and it's a little hard when you're in different, like, way different time zones. Uh, but we'll get it done, like, and like you said in the league uh, chat room thing, that the first picks of the year don't come out till April 6th, so we yeah. literally have another week to go. Yeah. But, so, I, I gotta say... Uh, there's a big difference between a six-person league this year and a five-person, and the five-person over here, I am really liking. When I put together my list, I go to Box Office Mojo, I go to the release schedule, I start in April, and I organize into three columns. I'll show you my notebook here. See my three columns? Over here we have first round, and that is 200 to 150 or a hundred million, actually, because if you can get a hundred million in the first three rounds, you're pretty good. Yeah. Then we have what I call my 75 to 50, and then you have your utter shit crap takes. Good luck. And I also put the dates with them, with each movie, so I can cross-reference while we're doing the draft and see what comes out when, because you don't want to pick something that comes out within three weeks of the Avengers. So... um I did a lot better in our league than I did in the other one, I think. And the other one, I was, my first round picks were all gone by like round, after round two. Yeah. And I feel like my first four round, my, well, my first four rounds here were all off of my 
first round picks. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm not saying that all four of those are going to make $200 million, but Solo, it's a bit of a risk, but Star Wars is still has been untouchable. Yeah. And next was Ocean's 8, which was a bit of a risk, but man, I really wanted somebody to just skip out, but Kevin is in that other league with me. So he knows how those how that how that's going to go over there and he knows what I'm going to pick. Yeah. He's not going to let it fly. He knows how those drafts have gone. And I I would do the same. He he nailed it. Round 3 is where I had uh, a bigger problem because I had Christopher Robin and the Predator I was debating between. And I decided that because I took the Predator in the other league, I'm going to take Christopher Robin in this one. And I'm not again not looking at 200 million. I'm not looking at the cap. I'm looking at can you make me a hundred? If you can make me a hundred for a round three, that's good. Cause that's the way you need to look at this is round one needs to be a capper. Round two, you want 150, round three, a hundred, mm-hmm. round four, 75, and so on and so forth, so forth. But I decided to take a chance on the, um, on, I decided to take a chance on poo. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that when you took it right before me that round. I wanted that one. And then, much to my surprise, nobody took the Predator, and I was able to get it in round four. I was really surprised by that. Very, very happy. Steven, you took A Quiet Place right before me. Yeah. And I don't think... I mean, that movie looks fantastic. It looks absolutely great. I just don't know if it's going to make any money. And it comes out, like, next week. I mean, it's only got, like, a week or two to make any money. See, I'm hoping yeah. that's the one horror movie this year that goes crazy. That's what I'm hoping. Plus, I wanted it in the other league, and Ty stole it from me. So I was like, ah, I'm going to get it now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it was. Yeah. You're like, fuck so you, Ty. I got it regardless of you, Ty. Screw you. Um, also, The Predator, that one, I it Shane Black's making it. I have zero doubt it's going to be awesome. But I wonder how it's going to play. I, I was that one for me was hard to predict. Like I can't. I think eighty million is a pretty sure bet. But I don't know if it's going to go way over a hundred or stay safely in eighty million. That was kind of hard to predict for me. It is hard to predict, but I got it in round four. Yeah. So if it if it does eighty, that's a win for me. Yeah. In the other league, I took it in round two because yeah. there was nothing left. So. I feel like that's a pretty good pick. Slender Man is my horror movie of the year or of this draft. Uh, I took Sicario 2 just because at round six, can you get, if you get me 50 million, I'm happy. I got that in my other league. And then, like I said, seven through nine is a complete crapshoot. And so I took the Eli Roth thing, the house with the clock in the walls with the expectation that it's going to move. And then I can just take the round average and sucker everybody. And then (laughs) real crapshoot round eight. I took an untitled mo- comedy movie. <laughs> I like that. And, but but Anne Hathaway names. and Rebel Wilson. Yeah. That thing is going to bank if that thing stays. Yeah. I don't even know what it is, but if it stays. And then for round nine, it was uh, Little Women. Because who doesn't love a remake? And if, you know, that's one of those movies that if all the women go see it, if I get 50 million in round nine, that's a win. Yeah. Hell, Steven, we've been playing this game so long, you know as well as I. If you get 30 million yeah. in round nine, that's a win. This is the seventh year, if I'm not mistaken, that we've been playing this game. So That's impressive. Yeah. You're still sitting on your hands. I have told you since the beginning that you need to find somebody that knows how to develop a website and make this like a thing where people to. pay to do it. Yeah. 
It's a blast. I, mean, I, I love it. I can only say it so many times before I eventually I'm just going to rip off your million dollar idea from you. <laughs> You'll be finding out about it on Newsweek. Okay. Um, what do you guys want to do next? Oh, boner picks. Did you, uh, or dud picks, I guess we're calling them. Um, Eugene, you, what did you take? Oh, I already, yeah, I did my. Oh, the Uncle Drew thing. Yeah. I got Sergeant Stubby and American Hero, which I think is some animated movie, I think. I took something called Three Seconds. I, I gotta look it up again because I don't, uh, I don't remember what it was. I just remember when I was doing my research, I was like, that looks like a piece of shit. Okay. I don't know why I, no, oh, Clive Owen's in it. That's why I was like, no, that's not doing anything. Because uh, Clive Owen movies, they just don't seem to go anywhere and make any money. Even though he's a great actor, I'm nothing against him. Joel Kinnaman, Rosamund Pike. It'll probably end up being great, but no one will see it. That three seconds. Yep. That's what I'm looking for. Yep. That, actually, what Eugene did last year was the perfect thing, which is it gets released and gets pulled from theaters in two weeks. Yeah. Because it sucks so bad. That's... That won you the, the boner pick last year. Well, I don't even remember what I picked. What did I... I don't remember what you picked, but it was... But it worked. It was it perfect. Was it, was it yeah. Spark uh, or something Spark, a space tail or something? Because that's what it was. It was, it was something that I had picked in like the ninth round. And you're like, nah, that's going to bomb. I was like, yeah, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and how right you were. <laughs> I, I make no... I mean, no bones about it. I am sure that that basketball movie... Will make money. I know it will, but I, I hated that trailer so much. I'm like, no, I am against you. Therefore, you are my boner pick or dud pick. Eugene is in the streets protesting Kyrie Irving. Yes, this actually, is my... Kyrie, Eugene, if you didn't know this, Kyrie, karma's coming back around. He actually has to have knee surgery um, right now. Good so God. there you go. <laughs> oh, man. We have spent Earth, way bro. too much time. I don't even know what the movie's called again. What is it? Uncle Drew or what's it yeah, called? Uncle yeah, Drew. Yeah, Uncle Drew. <laughs> uh. All right. Anything else for uh, Rabbit Trail you guys want to bring up? Uh, I think I'm good. Ready for some quality cinema reviews. All right. Well, let's do it. Uh, Steven, take us there. All right. What you been watching, bro? I've been watching a lot of classic cinema. It's that... Kind of period after I watch all everything from last year and before new stuff comes out. Not that classic cinema is ever too far out of my regular viewing, but right now that's almost everything that I'm watching. But um, since you did bring up the Bad Batch, we'll talk about that because that's sure. probably more interesting for for everybody <laughs> for everybody involved. Anyways, oh no, hey, it's uh, I know it's March Madness this month, but we've been doing. I mean, for us, it's basically been classic cinema madness yeah. this month with the, mm-hmm. the Kurosawa talk. Now, I, I do have a classic film that is full of singing, dancing seamen that I'll talk about later on. But for now, we'll talk about The Bad Batch. So, um... That's hot. That is hot. <laughs> uh, okay. Anna Lily Amapour? I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. But she is the one that made the great movie, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is <laughs> phenomenal. I <laughs> love that movie, and, I, and I'm and i so glad that you guys liked it as well. Big fans, from what I understand. Uh, uh, the Bad Batch, um, set in a dystopian future in a wasteland. Um, 
Suki Waterhouse plays this girl who kind of gets, um, it's a little bit of that blender moment, I guess, um, Eugene, that you're talking about, where oh, she yeah. kind of gets dropped off, and then she's just, like, sent off in this wasteland. We don't really know exactly why and what happened to cause everything, but she's just kind of sent out there, and then we find out that this whole land is just, you know, full of cannibals and everything. And this movie is one thing that just kind of really turns my stomach. I can watch a violent movie and be fine with it, but, like, whenever the violence is, like, real, like, it feels real, that just, like, turns my stomach to no end. And, like, it's one of the few, like, early opening scenes where um, she's kidnapped by one of these cannibals and she's strapped or she's chained up, like, to next to the trail or whatever. And then you find out that they're, she's basically there for food for these cannibals. And then they come out and take this hacksaw or whatever it is and start cutting off part of her arm and part of her leg. And that scene right there, it just, it almost made me sick to my stomach just thinking about that. It's just, oh, it was so disturbing. Um, but she manages to escape from there. She goes out and, um, you know, you know how, uh, the basketball talk we can see in Eugene's eyes that he's yes. just not there. Everything that you just said right now, oh. he looks like his eyes are like Judge Doom and Who Framed oh. Roger Rabbit. He's like, ah! oh, my pupils are huge. Like I just ingested like a, a pound of cocaine. Like, oh, more. Uh, uh. Um, now it's been a while since I've watched this, but from what I remember, she goes out and, um, she meets this, uh, little girl that she basically kidnaps. No, I think she gets her after she kills the one cannibal. She takes this little girl, um, and they go to this, it's like this little town that's kind of built up in the middle of, uh, this, um, desert area. And, um, I won't go any too much farther from that. I don't want to spoil whatever else happens, but it's kind of slow, deliberately paced, you know, it's just kind of a lot of wandering around, um... And then Keanu Reeves shows up, uh, Jim Carrey shows up. Um, it, now, I think you liked it more than I was to the girl that walks home alone at night, Eric, but, um, I mean, I oh, like that oh, one better, oh, but oh, this way, one, way more. <laughs> yeah, but this one was really cool. I really like this one. Like you, you really get to like these characters. And again, it has enough of that kind of just stomach churning, like, awfulness to it um but i i quite enjoyed it yeah and keanu reeves he does great he like shows up and he's this weird kind of cultish guy but um i really enjoyed the movie quite honestly and i can't I, like i mean she's two for two in my book and i can't wait to see what she does next so yeah well she's one for two in my book and i i, I that girl walk i couldn't watch that i i watched as much as i could and it was no yeah no. but uh this one though it's, I, I mean, I didn't adore it or love it or anything, but it was totally watchable, and I was entertained the whole time, and I liked it, and... Uh, what's his name? Oh. Jason Momoa? Mama? Jason Momoa. Momoa. He was awesome. He was yeah. good. What? He's, he's probably in something that I haven't watched, but he's really good. What's he in? Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. He looks familiar, but I don't recognize him from anything. Yeah, I, Aquaman. I haven't watched that, so. Aquaman, that's where I, okay, that's why his face was so familiar. He was Conan in the remake yeah. of Conan the Barbarian? I don't think I've seen that. You and everyone else on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, it's, it's, I, I, the more I thought about that movie, the more I liked it. But it still is a very slow-paced and kind of pretentious thing. But I think, yes. Eugene, you might give it a passing thumbs up. I'm, I want to watch it. I do. Nobody's pushing for it, so don't 
don't start your wheels turning in that direction. Yeah, but Steve had me at uh, hacking off arms and limbs. And okay, that. as long as you point the blame at Steven, I'm fine with that. Go for it. But it's one of those things where it's not it's not entertaining. It's like, oh, it's just it just it all it literally almost makes you sick. Or at least it does me. Yeah, dude, you're talking to the guy that watches Cannibal Ferox and Cannibal Holocaust like once a year. So I'm good. I'm I'm good. Well, I have no worries about you being able to handle it. You know. Uh, it's entertaining, and I'm somebody who doesn't like cannibal movies, and I was like, this is badass. Yeah. But there, it's also broken up by fairly decent stretches of nothing. Yeah. And to have Jim Carrey in a movie and he doesn't talk, that's pretty cool, I think. Sure. But his character was awesome in it. He was. He was. But to not have him talk, I mean, you'd think you'd want him to be like, but yeah, it's... I don't, I don't, I, I'm a big fan of hers. I can't wait to see what she does next. I agree, and she should be given, like, a, well, I'm not going to say, my first instinct was a Mad Max movie, but George Miller is still alive, so he should be the only one making Mad Max movies. But she should be given something, no, just do your own thing, that's what I'm going to say with that. Don't don't take over a property, just do your own stories, and hopefully they'll, you will continue to put out, like, post-apocalyptic stuff like this, because that was quite entertaining. Next up, Steven. Oh, I'm, I'm good for this round. I'll let you guys go. Okay. Uh, hey, oh. And Eric, while you review your next movie, I've got to go and say goodnight to the boys. Okay, well, I will do reviews that you don't give a shit about. So when you <laughs> oh. get back, then... then oh, what are they? Have... Just in case I might want to hear them? Ah, uh, let's do the show when it's done. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that really changes what I was going to do, I guess. Um... Okay, here we go. Because I've got a backlog of shit from, you know, the last few months uh, when work has been slow. So I've been rewatching some shit. But I also, that has given me some time to, you know, get some video game playing in, which, you know, you gotta do every now and then. Sometimes there's nothing more relieving than coming home and shooting a Nazi in the face. That just makes all the news of the day go away. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, let me see here. I'll do a, a real quick doubleheader of comic book stuff that I've already reviewed at some point on the show, but The Dark Knight Return... Uh, not Returns. The Dark Knight Rises. This is the third in the Nolan trilogy. Mm. And the reason that I hit play on this one is because I it's the one that I've seen the least of the Nolan trilogy, and I don't know, some podcast was talking about it and had a lot of good points that they made about certain parts of the movie, and I was like, you know what? I really should give that one uh, another watch, just because it's been a while. And I got to say, man, it, everyone wants to say that the Dark Knight, the second one is, in the trilogy, is the best one, easily with the, with Joker, but. That's where I would stand currently, I think. It really is splitting hairs for me. I mean, I think I give that one just kind of the edge, but this, the Dark Knight Rises is so freaking good. I don't think it gets the amount of praise that it should. And especially for being able to combine two gigantic storylines from the comics, and that is um, Nightfall and uh, No Man's Land. They basically take, Nolan takes the best parts of both of those books and, or storylines and puts them together and kind of marries him, marries them with his uh, realistic take on Batman. And it just works amazing. It's not without flaw. But as I've said before with the uh, Nolan trilogy, it is like the 
if the the comic book version is the imaginary version, then the his version is the realistic version of what that would yeah. look like. Where that is the fantastical version, uh, the fictional, the fable, and this is the real grounded version. And it works so good. It's an amazing story. I I, I just was totally impressed by it, and I can't wait to watch it again. I'm, I I already mentioned on the show that we've been kind of lo- watching the Batmans again with the boys and Addy was like, can I please watch the good ones? <laughs> yes. Yes. We can watch the good ones very soon. And yeah. I will have no problem hitting play on this one again. I think it's a great film. My biggest grief with it is, you know, the same thing that a lot of Batman fans have said, he takes eight years off in the beginning. Batman would never ever yeah. take eight years off. No, it doesn't matter how bad shit would get. <clears throat> he would still be out there. Uh, hunting down the bad guys. I haven't seen that since it came out. I've seen it twice, but I, it has, it's been like whenever it first came out and maybe once again within that same year. Um, but it was my least favorite of the three, but I, sh- I need to go back and just watch all three of them in a row again. Now, I, I, mean, I still enjoyed it, but just the other two I, I liked more. Um, and obviously Heath Ledger as the Joker, it's, that's so It's a phenomenal teach. performance. Yeah. It's phenomenal. <laughs> But yeah. so is Tom Hardy as Bane. And the yes. fact that they did that plane shit for real, kind of, is... That was awesome. Mind-blowing. Yes. Mind-blowing. Yeah. It's a... What's the word I'm looking for? It's just... A, it's a crazy huge movie. It's so big. You know what I mean? Like, with the, the scope of what they're doing with holding all of Gotham hostage. It's just... Yeah. It's crazy. Plus, I have to give it a giant leg up because Eugene's not here, so we can talk sports. They blow up Steelers Stadium. Yeah. It makes me so happy every damn time. <laughs> what a lovely I, singing voice. Yeah. I love that because I hate Pittsburgh, but you have every time you watch that movie, you have to look at Heinz Ward's stupid face. And yeah. Yeah. But I also get to look at oh. all of those Steelers falling into a fucking pit. <laughs> Yeah. And that makes me so happy. Let's pretend we're talking sports when he puts his... Here we go. Here we go. So when the Steelers come out and they're... (laughs) And Heisborn, granted, he was a good player, but I don't want him in my Batman movies. I just don't want it. I'd rather have, like, the Patriots and Tom Brady out there or something. I mean, that'd be better. I just... I mean, I'm just I'm just doing the Picard <laughs> groan right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Uh, we're talking about the Dark Knight Rises when all of the Pittsburgh Steelers fall into a hole and die, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> we weren't actually talking sports. Uh, no. <laughs> I think I'll go back upstairs and watch more really shitty CGI cartoon stuff with the boys. Yeah. Okay. The other, the real quick, the other one I was going to talk about, a comic book movie. Planet Hulk is an animated film that does uh, its best to uh, cover the first part of the Planet Hulk storyline. And it really is only... Actually, it's kind of like the middle act of it. Hulk just kind of randomly shows up on this planet and uh, where they battle to the death, gladiator-like, and takes it over and becomes its king for a minute. And it's really disappointing that it doesn't deal with the first and third parts of that storyline from the comics because there was so much depth uh, of that story to be dealt with like it would have been so much more powerful but you gotta start 
somewhere. And yeah. again, as I've said before on the show, these animated films seem to care way more about the comics than any of the live action stuff. There was a lot, I mean, this is the second time I watched it, there was a lot more baby killing in this movie than I remember. A lot more apocalyptic shit where people are blowing up and uh, entire groups of people and kind of like Nazi Third Reich type kind of bullshit on, on an alien planet. Uh, a lot of dark stuff in this. Uh, also a lot of comic stuff, and it's weird how they marry together. But I will say that I enjoyed it more the second time around than I did the first time, even though it is still a kind of confusing film because you don't get enough of the um, first act of the story and definitely not enough of the third. Why do you think, because you talked about um, that Batman Assault on Arkham in this one here, you talk about having that blueprint, just do that. Why don't they just do that? Well, in it's hard with the Hulk. And it's hard, like with comics, it's very fantasy and fantastical, if that's a word. Yeah. Uh, with Thor 3 Ragnarok, that was a smidge of the Planet Hulk storyline. In the comics... Uh, Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four and some uh, Iron Man and a couple other people from the Avengers got together and said, Hulk is too dangerous to be on planet Earth. So they put him on a plane or uh, one of their airships and shipped him off into space. And it got hit by a meteor and landed on a war world, Thor 3 Ragnarok, uh, where he became giant gladiator green Hulk guy. And he took over control of the entire planet because he won so many battles. And then eventually went back to Earth and kicked and killed everybody's ass that sent him there. He killed Reed Richards and, you know, other people from the Fantastic Four. But you can't do that in the live-action movies because they haven't all gained the rights to certain things, and they want to keep those people alive so they can milk this fucking Marvel cow until the end of time. Um, But, so so they're kind of like paying homage to these storylines from the comics by doing what they did in Thor 3, which was great. It was really sweet to have Hulk come out and, hey, Planet Hulk. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, the, some storylines you just can't do, in my opinion. Uh, bec- not You can't do if you're going, if you want to keep this machine going for 20, 30 years, which is what they wanted to do. So I accept that, and I appreciate that they at least give a nod to it in Thor 3. Yeah. That being said, you can do it animated. You could go ahead and do that, but they don't really want to make Reed Richards a bad guy, and they don't want to make Iron Man a bad guy. I don't know what to tell you. That's just the way it is. All I can do is review the movie that they put before me, and it's the second act of a movie that doesn't have a first or third, which leaves everybody confused and baffled. Yeah. But it's okay. I I thought they went to darker places than I remembered, and uh, some really dark shit. Baby killing, man. It's weird. Uh, at any rate, it was more enjoyable the second time around, and, uh, eh, I don't know, give it more credit than I, I guess, did the first time. Uh, Eugene, your turn. Okay. <clears throat> You're up, Chief. Uh, what sports movie did you watch? Oh, <laughs> I mean, we're talking baseballs being dunked into hoops and <laughs> hockey nets ripping people's faces off and... Greasy, oiled-up wrestlers. I'm not sure where I'm going with that. It all sounds awful. Except the greasy, oily wrestlers. That's kind of cool. 
Um, okay, first up is Mayhem from 2017, directed by Joe Lynch, who is part of the uh, movie Crypt. And he's also made uh, most of the movies that he's made I quite like. Uh, Wrong Turn Part 2, which was the best of the series. Uh, he made, uh, Eric, one of your favorites, Knights of Badassdom, which is awesome. Uh, segment of Chillerama. Anyway, he, he, I like this guy. And much like Adam Green, it, he seems like the type of dude that I would like to hang out with, like, in real life instead of make-believe land. Uh, so Mayhem is basically, if you've seen Belko Experiment, it's that, but way more, uh, or way less serious, I guess you could say. It's, uh, very, maybe, I guess, Darkly comical, and I'm not sure if Belko Experiment. I I I forget if Belko Experiment had some darkly comical moments. I remember that being very nihilistic, whereas this one here is not that. It's it's really like a pretty hardcore movie. There's a lot of violence in it and just mean spiritedness, but it's so kind of zany that it doesn't have the. I like I liked Belko Experiment way more than this, even from a production value standpoint. Uh, that was a very polished theatrical movie. This one here is, um, I don't want to trash Joe Lynch because I think the guy is cool, but it just, it had a lot more of a, a home video feel, I guess you could say. Uh, Steven Yen, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. He was fantastic in it. And, and basically this is the Belko experiment. There is a high rise building full of just awful employees and they all get this, uh, kind of sort of zombie disease to where it makes them one of their eyes turn red and then they just want to murder everything and have sex with everything and just be just basically in a reason to be insane. And so he's trying to fight his way all the way up to the top floor to uh, plead his case to get his job back. And along the way, it's, it's a video game. Every level there's new bosses that he has to fight and new, uh, Different things that he has to do to, to get to the next level. And he was great. And so was, uh, Samara Weaving. She was the babysitter in the babysitter movie that just came out recently that we both really liked. Uh, so she was really, really good in it. It, I, part of me wants to really, really like this thing. And then the other part says it's, it's good for what it is, but it's, uh, a lesser Belko experiment. So you guys should both check it out. It's, Fast-paced, it's never boring, has some good gore, uh, but it it just felt like, I just watched this movie, uh, and it was better when it was Belko Experiment. I so, like the Belko Experiment, so yeah. give it a shot. If, yeah, you should. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's like a trauma version of Belko Experiment, but it's, it's more lowbrow type stuff uh, in that Belko Experiment type setting, so... Mayhem. I thought I thought Belko was okay, but what you're describing sounds better to me. Yeah, you might like it better. I I mean, one thing with Belko was that it was mean spirited, and I'm like, this is hardcore at, at points. No part in this movie was I like, uh, like, oh man, this is tough. Even though it was extremely violent, it was comical, goofy violence. Uh, so definitely worth a watch. I'm glad that I watched it, and it's another one that I'll watch again at some point. So there's okay. that. And next up, let's get the Oscar movie out of the way, shall we? Just because I know, Steve, you've seen this, and I'm I'm itching to talk about this movie a little bit. Shape of Water. I watched that. Oh. Um, yeah. um, 
So yeah. Del, Del Toro. I'm a big fan of Del Toro. I mean, Toro. he said Shape of Water, and you said, ugh. Uh. <laughs> um, and then he said, uh, and you went, uh? uh what does that mean? <laughs> That's how we communicate on this show. I'm so thoroughly confused. Um, I was, I, maybe I just went in with the complete wrong mindset, but I was, it was two hours long and it felt two hours long and it felt a bit schmaltzy to me, but I can appreciate it for what it is. Uh, best picture of the year. I don't think yeah. not by a New York mile. I, I am, uh, I am a firm fan of three billboards right now and I haven't seen all of them, but right now three billboards is still, uh, probably my favorite one of the, of the ones that I've watched. And this one here, I wouldn't have. Personally, I would not have had that up for Best Picture of the Year. I can understand why it got nominated. Winning, though? I'm like, what? And Michael Shannon was good in it. And the fish guy was, I guess, cool. But uh, flooding your bathroom and then the water drips down into the theater below because you're in love and screwing the fish guy. I'm like, what? No. I loved it. Everything <laughs> you said is just, it has that, just the look of the movie and it kind of that, um, schmaltziness to it. All that is what I loved. The acting was great. I said it. Sally Hawkins' performance, favorite performance of anybody last year. I She was just captivating. I loved it. And I just, like I said, I don't know, more than almost any movie I saw last year, it was my third favorite one, but almost more than any other one, it just, I was just in that world. Like, I just, I love the movie. Did you, uh, did you like... Oh, what's the guy? Uh, Richard Jenkins. I thought he was. Oh, he's great. He was other than Michael Shannon, which Michael Shannon is great in anything. Uh, Richard Jenkins was really, really good in this. And I mean, I just that mm-hmm. scene with him in the diner, uh, kind of hitting on the the yeah. guy, and then just how that all played out. I'm like, that was that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie, actually, and just that showed how alone some of these characters are in this world uh, with him. Yeah. He's just kind of an older guy that's just alone and sad. And that was a very, very good scene. But yeah. uh, when it all said and done, no. like I, and I, this is, I'm probably the only person on earth that thinks this, but I think the crimson peak was way better than shape of water. And that's just wow. me. I know. I, I haven't seen crimson peak yet, so I can't comment on that. But, but like you said with, um, uh, Oh, the guy, what's his actor name in the, the diner? Sally Hawkins. Richard name. Jenkins? Yeah. Like, his character, he's trying to find a connection with someone. Hawkins and obviously the sea monster thing. It's all about trying to find connections and everything. I don't I, I just thought it was a a beautiful movie in every respect. And uh, I, I need to watch it again. I've only seen it once, but... Yeah. And for what it's I worth, like, I, can, I can understand why people like it. It just was, like... Of course, the, the cynical, mean-spiritedness of three billboards. That's what I liked. <laughs> Versus the, I guess, feel-good. I guess this was more of a feel-good type movie, I guess. So, I mean, you loved every aspect of it, and it was perfect in every respect, but it was still third on your list? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Calling you out, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. I think um, I had. I think I had. Well, let me see. Four or five uh, movies that I gave perfect scores to. If you give me a second, I can go back. Number one, I had Dunkirk. There's two I had. What was it? Was Lady Bird. Oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh, I thought Lady Bird was up there one. too. Lady Bird was, I think, fifth. And then I think um, Ghost. All right, yeah. 
a ghost story with fifth or fourth. So like all those like top five movies, like I just they're awesome, and it's just you're splitting hairs. So yeah, okay, yeah, okay. fair enough. Fair I, enough. I, I will eventually yeah. give this one a rewatch. I was maybe I was just thinking one thing, and it turned out to be another. But I gave it two and a half out of five stars. It was yeah. just it just oh, wow. didn't sit well with me. Uh, it just I don't know. So anyway, I have, have very little interest in it. I'll get around no, to it. No, you're someday. the deciding vote now. You have to watch it. And, uh... Ah, shit. Yeah, Thomas and Steve, both five yes, stars. Yes, TJ really liked it. I know that. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Happy times. Two hours. Yay. There you go, sir. Hooray. You guys are interrupting my VHS bullshit. Uh, Eugene, anything else you want to review? Another one? or uh, Is this going to be one? it? Or are we... We'll do one more round each. Okay, so then I'll save my... I've got one more that I'll talk about. Okay, Steven, you're up. Um, okay, I'm going to spare you guys my classic cinema talk. I'm, I'll spare you from it. Um, there was a, I watched this movie literally months ago. I don't know how many months, but it's been on my little book thing here to talk about for a long time. And it's funny you mentioned Adam Green because this is an Adam Green movie, uh, from 2010, Frozen. Ooh. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, Again, it's been so long since I've watched it, it's going to be hard to really review it. But from what I remember, it didn't have a lot of, like... It, it seemed like it was... The one thing I really appreciated about it is it seemed like it was shot, like, in... There wasn't a lot of, like, CGI. Like, it felt like they were on the lift, and they were, like, out in the elements. Maybe it, they just had a really good CGI, I don't know. But it looked like they were actually on set somewhere, filming that outside somewhere. So the look of it, I really enjoyed. Um, they were, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And um, uh, let me look back at my notes. See if I can think. Um, the one part where the guy jumps down to try to go um, get help. Well, number one, I think he had more time before he had to make that desperate jump down. But nonetheless, whenever he jumps down, he like snaps his leg. Oh, and yeah. it is just, oh, you have to almost look away. And then I like, if I remember right, um, like the wolves come in and get him. And, but we don't, I think he might almost get away because we don't really see his perspective after that because we kind of stay up with the other two in the ski lift. So I'm not sure, you're not a hundred percent sure if he survives or not. Or maybe there's another character. Again, it's been so long since I've seen this, but, um. The, the implication that, like, they stayed with the characters on the lift, as I remember, and the implication was that he got torn to shreds. And then when another character went down later, it was like, yeah, oh yeah, torn to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, uh, big thumbs up. I really enjoyed that. And, What's the other one with the um, the uh, down in the south swamp movie that he did? Uh, what the Hatchet? Yeah, Hatchet. Oh. I like this better than Hatchet. Actually, I've seen Hatchet one and Hatchet two, but I think I, I think I like Frozen better than those two. Actually, I mean I like those, but I think I like this one better. I just like the whole kind of claustrophobic feel of it, even though they were outside and everything. But I just like that. They were just kind of stuck there. I don't know. The movie was great, I thought. I agree with you. That's a really, really good movie. Yeah. A, a very well-used low budget. Yes. 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 Um, and then to finish out this round... Um, Let it go, gonna, Stephen. Somebody had that? to do it. <laughs> what's what? that? What? What? I'm going to do a couple <laughs> book reviews, if you don't mind. Book reviews, go ahead. Okay. Because... Um, like I messaged you guys earlier, 
uh, one of my New Year's resolutions is to read a book every month, which is not that big of a deal. But I, I, I'm not a huge reader, so for me it is a big deal. But um, so far I've, I'm through three books. Um, the first one that I read, well, no, this would be the second one. The first one was uh, Undaunted Courage about Lewis and Clark. Um, I won't talk about that. But this one here is Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Yeah, Blake Crouch. This is a really cool science fiction book. Um, the guy in here, he's uh, this scientist guy. And basically, he he lives in Chicago. He has a wife, a family, a really nice life. Um, but one day, um, he's kidnapped and he's transported back into a different time. And um, basically, it's kind of an alternative universe type of thing. And he gets to kind of see what his life would have been like if he made different choices. Um, that's about as much as I want to say. But um, definitely give this one a big thumbs up. Eric, I know that you're a sci-fi guy. Um, this one is really cool. So if you get a chance to get uh, your hands on this one, uh, I would definitely recommend that one. And the next one, this was a horror movie. Now, I did get the books that you guys recommended. I have Stranger in a Strange Land. I think that's the one. Uh, yep. That one's in the mail. It's coming. And I also have Desperation Stephen King. So those will be the next two up. But I already have these two. Uh, this one is called uh, Brother by Anya Allah Lorne or something like that. I don't know. But this is a horror book. This is about a family in West Virginia somewhere. Um, there's this one character named Michael. And uh, basically his whole family is these crazy serial killers. And... Um, Eugene's eyes are doing the thing again. Oh yeah, this uh, I'm already I'm I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, so Michael, he's he's basically adopted, I guess, at least adopted in this world. But so he grows up. I think he's like 22 years old when the story first takes off. And um, there's his mom and his dad, his brother and his sister, and another sister. But um, yeah, they basically his world is they kidnap you know uh, different uh, basically uh, females and. Bring him back to the house, and the family kills him and everything. His job is basically to dismember the body and kind of get rid of it. Um, but he kind of wants to get out of that life. Um, now, it does kind of take a little bit of a romantic turn. He does kind of meet a girl, and he wants to do this or that. No, no it's not like it, it doesn't turn into the <laughs> no, notebook. No, it sounds sexy as hell. Go on. <laughs> it, it doesn't turn into the notebook. But it's just part of the whole story of him wanting to do something besides that. He meets a girl. Um, but then the ending happens, and it... Uh, the whole twist to it at the end is really great. Um, but I, I give that one a big thumbs up too. So, so far the books, as far as fiction go, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Um, now I don't know if you guys experienced this or not, but like, I mean, I like horror. It's not my number one genre, but like when you watch a horror movie, you know, you're with those sometimes despicable characters for like an hour and a half, two hours, and then you're done. But, like, when you read a horror book and the characters are really despicable, which is not a negative, that's what you want in a horror book, um, but you're stuck with them for multiple hours, for multiple readings, and I found that that, after a while, is kind of like, okay, you guys are just horrible people, I kind of want to be done with you, but I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that reading horror novels or anything like that, but... Uh, I mean, yeah, but to what extent do you mean, though? Well, I mean, you're just stuck in that world with these people. Because, I mean, it takes multiple hours to read it. So, unlike a movie, so it you're takes, just kind of... like, longer yeah. to uh, cleanse yourself of it? 
Well, you just you go back to that world repeatedly, you know, because yeah. it takes a few sittings to get through a book. Whereas a movie, you sit down, you watch it, and you're done. But with a book, you have to keep going back into that world with those same characters that are just kind of despicable. Which, again, is not a bad thing for horror. But it's just kind of like, ugh. It can be a troubling people. thing, though. If, if yeah. uh, American Psycho comes to mind, where yeah. you would only read so many pages and... Or you would read to a certain point, and you're like, "I got to take a break because this is so psychotic." Yeah, that's kind I, of what. Yeah, it's it's so it's swimming in sewage, and I can only yeah. take so much. And then you would be like, "Well, how far are they really going to go?" And then you would go back to it, and you're like, "Oh fuck, they're yeah. going that far." That's not something I ever wanted to envision. But yeah, as compared to like that dark matter science fiction book, I mean, that one you can just I mean, you can read it just constantly and not worry about it. But yeah, yeah. anyways. I mean, I'm having fun with the books, though, so keep going with it, so. Cool. All right. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah it does. Uh, whose turn is it? My turn. Ah, shit. Okay. Last round, I have to get a couple of things off my list. <laughs> uh, let's go down to Steven Seagal Town. Ah, so in my VHS purchasing, I've got to, you know, I, I gotta buy some of these Steven Seagal movies. And you know what I found out? I only have to buy the first five, because after that, it's all kind of downhill chubby Seagal. And, uh, I, I didn't get them all in order, but today I completed my Seagal collection, which is all that I'm gonna buy. That's the first five. But, um, I didn't watch them in order. They'll, uh, under Siege is the most recent, well, not the most recent, but Under Siege I, I got on VHS, and uh, it's it's about the best um, big-budget Seagal movie. Uh, it's got Tommy Lee Jones being a villain, and, and so, like, it's kind of fun to watch him be crazy, but it's not the best Seagal movie. It really isn't. It's fine at best. It's still not even as good bad as I remember it being. So, it's okay. And then I got Out for Justice. And I oh, maybe this is one of the good ones, I think. Yeah, it's fucking garbage. Absolute garbage. It's shit. Oh, it's so fucking bad. The only thing that would make it worse is if it was mm, 10 years in the future and he was 25 pounds heavier. It's it's not quite that, but it, oh my god, is it a lot of talking. And lastly is the one that I just got today. It was the second big budget release that he, or, well, the most mainstreamy one that he put out, Hard to Kill. And I remember this one being a good one. Gentlemen, let me tell you, there is a very high probability that this is going to be the next Movie Freaks commentary track, Hard Ooh. to Kill. It was awesome. It is... And here's the thing. You don't even have to watch it in preparation for watching it for the commentary. I, I was just making up all kinds of hilarious shit while watching it for the... Basically the first time. I haven't seen it in so long that uh, this is basically uh, yeah, first time watching it. It's awesome. And at 93 minutes or so, it's not too long. It checks all the boxes of being good bad it's also very very r-rated which some of um, i'm surprised by most of these uh first five 
how I remember them being extremely R-rated, and they're really not. And they go on too long. Not this one. This one fits the bill perfectly for a commentary track. Buckle in, boys! It's probably going to be this one. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's actually a good movie. It's just, there's enough funny shit in there along the way that... <laughs> oh, we got to talk about this shit. <laughs> we really do. Excellent. I do remember that one I quite enjoyed, but I have not seen it since the VHS days. Yeah, I know I've seen it, but it's been years and years. Well, get put it in your eBay cart or whatever you got to do. Try and track down a copy on DVD that uh, is clean enough and works enough. You know, not enough, uh, not 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 so scrapey on the disc or anything that we're going to get skipped so we can yeah. all time up together. But I'm going to get it on DVD too so that we can, it, it all works properly and we all have the same proper uh, copy. <laughs> but I got to say, guys. Holy shit. Ah. Uh, oh, it's great. It's great. There's so much fun to be had with this movie. <laughs> anyway, there is my Steven Seagal uh, five movie collection. I'm good. I, don't I was going to say, are you done? Or are you going to keep on rolling with these? Nope. I don't need to buy anymore. It's it's all like Under Siege 2 and uh, he's, he's on a oil well, platform. That's when it gets good. No, no, it's, it's all, I went and looked at his IMDb, it's all downhill from here. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, okay. Eugene, last round. Um, okay, so I watched a movie called Nightmare at Noon. It's streaming on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, well, I should probably watch this because it stars Wings Hodger, Bo Hopkins, and George Kennedy, and... Brian James, who is the awesome replicant from Blade Runner. And I had heard, I've, I remember this movie back in the VHS days and I never got to see it. Uh, and I'm like, ah, it's streaming on Amazon and, uh, Nico Master, Mas, Masterakis. Go on. <laughs> yes, that, that guy, which he has actually made a ton of stuff that I've seen. Uh, he also made this, uh, poor guy. Um, so scientists poison, uh, water supply in a small town and it makes everybody, uh, everybody's blood turn green and they are kind of mean to each other and violent and want to kill each other. Uh, and Bo Hopkins is the hero guy. Wings Hodger is the kind of stupid lawyery type guy. And Brian James is of course the bad guy. It sets itself up pretty good. I'm like, all right, I'm kind of on board here. I'm not sure why the why Brian James and his goons are doing this, but let's roll with it. And then it keeps going, and I'm like, oh, here's some violence. And then they cut away, and then the little bit of green blood. I'm like, nah, you're not going full on Toxic Avenger on me. And if you would, I would be more on board. But you're just, it's just dribbling little bits of green goop from a hole. I'm like, that's... No, I want to see an explosion of geysers of green goop, not little dainty portions of, you know, silly putty or whatever. Let's go. I just like I just like this. This was all preceded by, you're not going full on me. Huh. <laughs> just You're just gooping on me. Yes. You're... Not full toxic avenging on me. Yeah. Yes. You just yeah, I want to be. I wanted bits. to be covered in this green slime, and instead, it was just here's a napkin. Wipe it off. 
Uh, oh, and then it, towards the end, now, now they're in the desert because they're chasing down Brian James. And all of a sudden, Brian James and a couple of his guys show up on horses. Like, yeah, yeah, why would you, sh- why would you show up on horses? You guys are scientists or bad, evil scientist guys that are poisoning a town. And now you're on horses. It, what? And Brian James shoots his own guys. Why? Because he's a bad guy. That sounded Amish. And then... Oh, oh, that sounded Amish? The horses <laughs> sounded horses. Amish. <laughs> I mean, that's seriously, that's like when I was times. watching them. Like, why, why couldn't it be just horses? It's no, horses. It, no, but horses because it, it, they look so ridiculous on those stupid things. I'm like, no, now I'm saying horses are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Please uh, keep talking. Um, just, just and then on. Wings Hauser gets shot and Bo Hopkins saves the day and... All of a sudden is in love with this cop lady that her dad was played by George Kennedy, who was just murdered. A little bit of green goop. That's whatever. why you like the movie. What? George Kennedy. Uh, he's the same. I mean, he's the same George Kennedy that he was in Creepshow 2 and Death Ship and all the other George <laughs> Kennedy movies. That you love. Yes. He did make a comment like they were all trying to decide. So now who's drank water? Who's who's going to turn into one of these drippy little bits of green stuff bad person and George Kennedy was like don't look at me I I haven't drank water in years what (laughs) you haven't drank water in years like it would have been different if you would have said I haven't drank water in a week I haven't drank water in years (laughs) and that we go back to the the, what was the drippy drippy person thing what about the drippy oh you said who's the who's the (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who's the drippy person? Oh, most of them were. <laughs> That'll work. Most of them were. <laughs> them. And that's it. I gave the movie a one and a half. All right. I actually might go up to two stars on that one. <laughs> and that's going to do it for me. What was the name of this movie again? Um, well, it's it goes by Death Street USA on IMDb, but it's actually Nightmare at Noon. And I think the Nightmare at Noon is, I think, is that a reference to... I don't know. I, I have no clue why it's named that. It was stupid. But two Add stars. Add to my queue right now. <laughs> I could what be wrong. It, Maybe, what is it a reference to? Um, what, Nightmare at Noon? Yeah. Um, Showdown at the Old K Corral, maybe, or... I like how you turn that around like I'm an asshole. Like, <laughs> you said, I think that's a reference to, and I'm like, no, I, and then you just trailed off, and I'm well, like, I well, kind of remember well, they, what, they, do you, they, what do you think it's a reference to? And you're like, I don't know, you're an asshole? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's a helicopter chasing the end, too. I forgot about that. Why? I don't know. I, I literally don't. I watched this a couple days ago, and I'm like, no, wait, what happened? Other than I just remember bits and pieces and the, the, the horses galloping around with the scientists and. Ugh. <laughs> I, I love your obsession with the horses. I, I it's great. It was so random. And horses, not... horses. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Brian James has no business on a horse ever. <laughs> uh, that might be the title. <laughs> uh, so, uh, go again. Another oh, one another for you, one, sir. Please. Um. Oh. Uh, Hold on here. Let me find another one in my basket of goodies. Um, 
Oh, all right, this. Um, and then this is it. Then I'm done. I was going to review this one last week, but we ran out of time. Spasms from 1983, starring Peter Fonda and Oliver Reed. And uh, it's about a big killer snake, but not because it none of it makes sense. And Oliver Reed is sweaty a lot, real sweaty. Um <laughs> And he's got a, some sort of a hypnotic thing with the snake, so he, I think, kind of sees what the snake sees, and then they ran out of money, uh, and then they kill a puppet snake. It was awful. Awful! The slipcover looks great, though, on the Blu-ray. It's a Code Red movie. There you go. No, That's I don't all. know. Go on. One star. This <laughs> movie on. was awful. Like... <laughs> And I, this is one that I actually remember this one back in the days when a VHS, like the cover was so cool on this. Cause this is one of those VHSs that they like, they put the gross stuff on the cover. So there was just this dude covered in snake bites. And I'm like, that looks so cool. And then finally Code Red releases it. And no, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. The best part of the movie seriously was Oliver Reed sweating profusely. Uh, (laughs) I'm done. That's... (laughs) Eric's gone. (laughs) The best part of the movie was a guy sweating. I'll watch the movie and you'll probably agree. Okay. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, we're done, I think. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, uh, the guy's sweating. <laughs> oh my god. I can't. I got nothing. I got nothing. I can't do anything. Bye, guys. I guess um, I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> I'm Eugene Weaver. And Stephen Miller. All right. See you guys. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Freaks. If you would like to get a hold of us, or drop us a line, or tell us you liked a review, or hated a review, or you disagree, or agree, or anything at all, you can get a hold of us at facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod. You can email us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter, at moviefreakspod. Thanks for listening.